Welcome to the Customizing Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Barbosa, and I'm joined today by a very special guest, probably one of my oldest uh, industry friends, people that I've known for the longest time here in my heat press journey, none other than Donish Kasamali. How you doing, Donish? Chilling, man. Thank you for having me, Jared. Dude, nice it to is, be back. It is so good to have you here. <laughs> yeah, so last time you were here for, you've probably been on, what, like two or three Facebook Lives now? Yeah, we did a live here at your yeah. place. Made some boxers and some socks, I think. Yeah. Then you you guys came to my shop and we did uh so maybe a shirt and a pair of socks live yeah. on, on my Facebook group. So yeah, you know, just kicking it back and forth with y'all. I love it. I love it. It's I'm really excited to have you here on, on the podcast because I feel like your story is like really inspirational and I love what you do what you do. I love your business and I think more people need to know so they can get that inspiration. And just get out there, man. So really quick, for, for people who may not be familiar with you or your work, uh, you are the founder, CEO, owner, chief sock master over at Silky Socks. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Silky Socks? Okay. Yeah, sure. I'm Danish Kasamali, founder of Silky Socks. So Silky Socks started as an idea of, hey, let's make a blank sublimation sock that we could print ourselves for our brand as well as offer as a blank to the industry. So I was about a few years into this apparel decorating industry, and I, I wanted to get into something that was a little unique. And mm. at the time, in 2013, sublimation seemed like more unique than screen printing and, yeah. and DTG and some of the other ones. So I was like, let me go into something where it's a little underserved and the sock itself was underserved for the that market. Yeah. So I was like, people, I would hear complaints like, man, there's no good socks that I can sublimate out here. So then I was like, why don't I address something underserved rather than jump into like silk screening, for example, which mm. was what kind of everybody was doing at that time. Right. So that really birthed the idea of silky socks. And fast forward 10 years into it, now we're a full apparel line of blanks still dedicated to dye sublimation, what the sublimation printers can come to if they need socks, t-shirts, underwear, headbands, beanies. So, you know, we're uh, accessorizing a bit yeah. and expanding a bit. Uh, diversification, you can call it. Sublimation from head to toe. Yeah, but still staying focused in sublimation. So yeah. that's, that's kind of our jam. So if you're a sublimation printer out there and you need blanks, check out Silky Socks for blank socks and apparel and you will not be disappointed not not at all i so i've i've said it a lot i know i've said it on the lives before on like our live streams but like i'm a silky socks user i'm a fan and i i'm i'm a fan probably as much as as a sock as i am of yours i'm not like saying this to like like kiss your butter or anything like that but like <laughs> i i really like what you bring to the industry because like you have like an attitude of just like hey we can all win here like where can you like kind of dive into a little bit of like where does that come from? Like I feel like a lot of your personality is in silky socks. Yeah. I think that came from experience mm -hmm. because early on I was the opposite. Like I would serve one client and then I would be like I'd look at his competitor and be like, "Well, because I serve you, I don't know if I can serve them." You know, yeah. like a small-minded approach. Yeah, yeah. Or I would, I would be like, no, like you got to be loyal to us, so you got to work with us. So don't work with my competitor. And but then I, over time, you realize that these are kind of like very small-minded thinking because 
you got to work with people and companies and collaborations over like a 10 year period, 20 year period, 30 year period. Like, yeah. I started in 2013 with Silky Socks. We're already in 2023. Dude, Where did the time go? Happy 10 years, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That's sick. That's sick. Yeah. So it's like, I can't limit myself by saying, no, I'm only going to work with one group mm-hmm. and, oh, forget about everyone else. They're our competitor now. Because next year you might be collaborating with that company or that company yeah. or that company. So part of it is just keep yourself open and realize that, you know, the world is big and you could work with everybody. And it's if somebody's trying to tell you, hey, don't work with that person because uh, because they're bad or whatever. Yeah, that's a red flag, because now that person's sort of trying to block the person doing the telling. There might be something going on there, you know? Yeah. And actually, when I first started Silky Socks, there was some of that. Like um, one of my clients that I was serving the I was printing their socks when he found out that we made our own blank socks to to sell and print for other companies. Mm-hmm. He got a little upset about that. So I had to walk oh, away okay. from that. I had to walk away from that relationship in order to serve all the other customers of Silky At the socks. time was that a big At the time. At the were time they a that big was, client? They were our biggest client. Your biggest client. Yeah. Oh. They were actually doing a, a lot of business with us. So I was a small company at that point. Um between Silkscreen Apparel, my first company, and Silky Socks just launching. So we were like a brand new company. We were probably doing about 300000 a year in revenue between both businesses. And all, almost all of that was Silkscreen Apparel. Mm-hmm. But that one client was responsible for about one third of that. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, so, you, oh. Yeah. So I that, had that's that. a leap of faith, dude. Like, if you think about it, like you're having to say no to a third of your income. Yeah. In the hopes that the other two thirds are going to kind of pick up and expand. Was it scary for you? Yeah, definitely. It was It was super scary. And, you know, I had already seen a few red flags where like the, it was like, dang, like, oh, don't do this. Don't do that. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, how am I supposed to grow if I'm just catering to some some kind of move that's like, no, you can't do that. Oh, no, you can't do that. Like, yeah, it just didn't feel right. And then but still to walk away from that took a lot of you know courage and a couple sleepless yes. nights I, and i can imagine because you know hindsight's 2020 so now it's like well of course he turned them down he's a huge company now silky <laughs> socks is so big right and yeah now you can kind of look back and say oh that was a smart decision but i think it's when you're in the moment of those when you're at those crossroads like it's scary dude it was scary yeah yeah i probably i remember giving myself about two weeks to kind of think about it because I didn't want to like make a haste decision. Right. That's so smart. So, yeah. yeah. But then those two weeks I had a bunch <laughs> of sleepless nights and then uh, I tried to use those as indications. Anytime yeah. you're really struggling with something and you're losing sleep over it, you might need to walk away from it. At, and at the time were you, you already married? Yes. Mm, yeah. I got married but in no 2011. Kids. No kids. No yeah. kids. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you think, and it's just kind of fun to, to just play, not, just to kind of play these games of just these thought experiments, I should say, do you think your decision would have been different? Because you have two kids now, right? Yeah. Do you think it would have been a little bit different if you had already had your kids? That's a good question, honestly. Yeah, I I do feel like once you have kids, you kind of play the more stable game. Yes. Honestly, oh, I'm for not going to sure. lie. Like, yeah. you do. So, like, even me, at if I had, like, a job with the stable, steady income right now and I didn't mm-hmm. launch – my entrepreneurial journey back then and, and take those risks back then. Yeah. 
just it's like it's much harder to once you have kids because yeah. you you want that steady income. You don't yeah. have time to like I went to to China in 2012, my first trip there, and spent like I don't know 10 days just traveling abroad and looking, going to the trade shows and visiting cities and researching factories and just like. Boom! Like all I had to do is tell my wife I'm traveling. So yeah. yeah, she stayed here. She was in college at the time, but it wasn't that big of a deal. It was like just go, book your ticket, yeah. and go. You know, and so that was my first experience of learning about sock manufacturing overseas, uh, how the factories work, minimum quantities, de- meeting factories, dealing with manufacturing, um, and then some of those relationships ended up turning into orders after that. I love that. Let's let's dive into that if you don't mind. So like one thing that I I like about Silky Socks, I love about Silky Socks is that you you're very hands-on with the product development from inception to finished item in in your customers' hands. Oh yeah. So like so so you went so you took the journey yourself. You went out there, you personally visited the factories? Yeah, so I went okay. to a trade show at first, a convention, okay. and at that convention I met a bunch of factories. Mm-hmm. And I, at that time, I was just doing research, so I didn't even know that I was going to order socks. It was just, let me check out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I checked out hoodies, T-shirts, uh, socks, short basketball shorts, yeah. uh, hats, and even uh, they, they had an office supply section, so I was checking out stuff from my dad, like bags and oh, boxes okay. <laughs> and tapes. And I was just learning, learning, because yeah. it was a huge convention. It's called the Canton Fair mm-hmm. in Guangzhou, China, so I was like, let me just learn about all this stuff. And then I didn't have any orders. About six months later, uh, that one client was like, hey, can you do socks for us? And I was like, yeah, I can. (laughs) (laughs) So then I put together the pieces and placed my first uh, import sock order, custom manufactured for uh, one of our clients. And then that eventually led to the birth of Silky Socks. Because there's not really, at the time especially, there's not really a place to get them here in the States. Like, so, like I'm, I know they exist, but, like, they're hard to come by. And I know this yeah. because besides Silky Socks, like, first of all, Silky Socks is the best. Just let you guys know now, all right? <laughs> yeah. But but besides that, if you want sublimation socks, you don't have a lot of choices. And the other choices out there are not that great. Yeah, this, the factories that I'm aware of in the U.S., um, got to do a little more. Don't quote me on it exactly. You could do more research on your own. But I think they're, like, in the Midwest, East Coast area. And they'll focus more on socks that are, uh, what's that material called? There's cotton and there's acrylic. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I don't like it, but. So acrylic is a little more of basic sock material. It's mm-hmm. probably like the cheaper uh, priced socks you'll find if you go to like a store like Ross or Walmart and try to shop socks or whatever. So they don't make the polyester spandex that we need for sublimation. Yeah. So even, and my, originally I'm from Pakistan. Uh, my parents are, I was born and raised here in the States, but a lot of people ask me like, Hey, how come you don't manufacture in Pakistan? So even Pakistan is better in cotton. So obviously for socks, you need that polyester spandex. I mean, for sublimation, you need a polyester. Yeah. So then when I went to China, they were just, they were just really good at it. They had really good (laughs) material and experience and the, the service was good. The price point was good. The quality was good. So I was like, why, why switch it? Why not? Like, yeah. let's stick to what's good here. Uh, I'm getting what I need. I'm able to serve my clients. The quality is A1. We quality control everything. Yes. So, you know, I tried switching one time to Pakistan or Bangladesh and 
just from the sample phase, it just didn't work out from it for us. And then of course, like the U.S. factories, like you asked about, haven't they're they specialize in kind of just more acrylic type of cotton socks from what yeah. I'm aware. So just looking out for your customers, just at the root <clears throat> phase, just at the most base phase, customers in mind. Yeah, you got to give the customer a quality product, yeah. a functional product, and at a good price that serves them. And you lead with that in mind. And mm. then that's why, you know, I rigorously test the wearability. Like, I need to wear these yes. socks. <laughs> like, I'm trying to play basketball in these socks. I'm trying to yeah. wear them every day. Uh, and then and then printability. So probably, you know, those two obviously go hand in hand because you need printability to sublimate. Yes. But I, I lead with the wearability usually first. Yeah. Where, of course, and people like may try to sacrifice one for the other, especially if they're just bargain hunting. Yeah. And I've been there before where I'm trying to find like a T-shirt, uh, you know, to, to make to use for my customers. And I've noticed that when I go bargain hunting, like nobody wins. I guess I won a little bit because I made an extra dollar per T-shirt, but it's not really worth it because it's kind of talking to wearability like my my customers are not. They don't stay wearing the shirts. They don't want to come back or... Yeah, because yeah. if a shirt's not comfy, you're not going to wear it. No matter how cool the graphic is yeah. on front, if it's not comfy, people aren't going to keep wearing it. Absolutely. And if they're not going to keep wearing it, why would they buy a second one? Absolutely. So, and, yeah. Yeah, and two points I have there is like sometimes you do like a 10 shirt order or a 10 sock order, let's say. Mm-hmm. Now you got to think that, hey, that might go to 10 different people. If those 10 yes. people are enjoying it, then that increases your chances that... They might tell the guy, the friend who placed the order, dude, I love these shirts. I love these socks. Dude, get yes. some, get me some more. Dude, can I get some for my group? And you might have, like, it goes deeper than that one transaction. Yes. You need to think that, Dan, these are 10 seeds I'm putting on 10 different people's feet or 10 different bodies. So I better, like, give them something they're going to enjoy. Yeah. Right? That's what, like, to me, there's there's a, pla- there's a place <clears throat> for economy, I guess. But at the same time, like, it's just, it just doesn't pan out to me. Yeah. The money that you save or that I would save on an order by using a cheap, just bargain, bargain blank, it doesn't, it doesn't pan out. It, yeah. It's not worth it for my business at all. Mm, that's good. And, uh, and it's funny cause it's funny you, you putting words to that like, oh yeah, because they're going to tell it's going and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. Like, yeah. I used to do yeah. it three ways though. Sometimes I know what you mean. Like some, sometimes you can't, you have to just, uh, you don't want to give them the cheap option. But the way when I was selling a lot of t-shirts for screen printing, mm-hmm. I would tell the customer, okay, so I have my basic option, You're right? my mid option, and my premium. Which one would you like? And I'd give them the price for all three. And then I'd let them choose. Mm-hmm. Because then you lead in the email or whatever quote you're giving them, You the basic would be like a Gildan 5000. Yeah. The mid would be like an Anvil 980, like mm-hmm. that lightweight uh, Anvil. Like the soft the style. Yeah, yeah, soft style. If they still make that one, I don't know. Then And the premium would be uh, Next Level 3600 or Bella Canvas 3001. Yeah. So Love now you're, you're giving it to them. Hey, here's three options. You're putting the price of each one, and then you let them decide. Uh, so you could do it that way, or you could scratch the the lowest option and maybe yeah. just give the top two options. Hey, here's a good medium quality. Here's a premium quality. You decide. I've, I, that's, so. that's how I run it myself. Mm. So for all my custom jobs, I, I scratch the bottom. You scratch one. the bottom. Yeah. That's good. I, and that's how I run it. I mean, I'm sure other people, they have, like I said, there's a place <clears> for it and I'm sure other people have found that place. But for me doing custom work, like, no, I, I yeah, it has to be as wearable as possible. And then nice. you're, you're talking about printable. 
Yeah. That's for me. Cause like, especially that's one <laughs> oh, yeah. thing I love about, about the silky socks t-shirts is they're lay flat. Yeah. So you don't have the bunching in the armpit. Yeah. When you first announced that was a, the, the t-shirts have been out for like, what, like four years now? No, not that long. Probably 2021. Oh, so okay. About two feels, years. Feels like I've had them a long time. Yeah. <laughs> when you, when you, when you showed it off and then, and then there was no bunching in the armpit of the t-shirt, I'm like, finally someone figured it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, it's one of those frustration points. Like, why do we have to deal with this? Okay, yes. when I develop this, I'm gonna address that as concern. So I rounded the armpits. Like, let's just figure this out. Like, yeah. let's just try it. So of course there was people saying, no, you can't do that, or you know, uh, it it won't feel good in the armpits if it's like not if it's rounded like that. But then I was like, let me just try yeah. to shape it, and then I'll f I'll wear the samples and test it. And lo and behold, tried it, shaped yeah. it explained to the factory in a drawing like okay i want it this way uh got the samples in put them on let a few other people try them and we all felt like dang these are actually good yeah. <laughs> so then yeah so a lot of it is why not us yeah why not us so back to sublimation blanks uh early on in the industry it was just like some of these blanks that you find it seems like like they're just thrown in there like oh i can print yeah. this cool i don't i don't care how it how the function is it doesn't wear it's not that comfortable but at least it has a cool vibrant print yeah it's, it's thin and flimsy well at least it has a cool graphic <laughs> you know yeah. so i was like okay i could either wait for someone to come out with a shirt that we all like or i could just do it myself so i was like you know what no more waiting let's just do it why not us why not yeah. silky socks let's just develop the shirt address all the concerns oh it's the shirts are see-through, cool, I'll make them thick. Yeah. The shirts are, are too rough, cool, I'll try to make it soft, cotton feel. Oh, the shirts uh, don't lay flat nicely for a nice uh, armpit kind of hit. Cool, I'll, I'll make sure these ones lay flat. And that was kind of the three main things to look for. Mm -hmm. And then uh, everything else was the, the fit, you know, and, and the comfortability and, like, just making sure the tech pack was good. Like, yeah. I, had to, I had to measure out. The sleeves, the opening, the neck height, the just Dude, all there, that there's stuff. There's so much that goes into making yeah. a t-shirt that people just do not realize. Yeah, so that was like the first time I was exhaustively <laughs> setting up a tech pack, actually. Mm -hmm. So it was a good experience for me, but uh, I'm glad I did it because now I have that know-how and I was able to shape the shirts just like I wanted them to. So so the shirts, they're just they're truly unique. They are uniquely silky socks. Yeah. we That's, That has to be a good feeling because like, Nobody else could get these shirts. They're your shirts. Like you fine tune them, you develop them. Like they're your shirts. Yeah. No, that's definitely a great feeling, and that's a good selling point. Like if you want this, you gotta come to Silky Socks or one of our distributors that carry Silky Socks branded blanks and and sell it. It's not like an off the shelf you'll just right. get at like uh, or even like a Alibaba type of item that mm. you'll just get that's ready made. It's not ready made. It's Silky made. You know. Yeah. So that's cool. That's a cool feeling for sure. I love it. Like, I, I love that there's so much attention to detail because to me, it just results in a high quality product. Now, that being said, you, you cover people from head to toe in silky socks. Do you have a favorite blank? Favorite blank. Good question. It's got to be the athletic socks. Yeah. It's just the original product. That's the baby. That's the one that birthed us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Baby. And we've developed it in like so many colors now with the interior, the black interior for yes. the, for dark designs or like a red foot, red interior. And 
And it's still one of our number one sellers out of all the blanks we carry. Yeah. And I wear it every day. So <laughs> out of all the socks, I'm always wearing the athletic socks. Once in a while, I'll wear the dress socks as well, but um, and sometimes the streetwear. But 90, 98% of the time, I'm wearing a pair of athletic silky socks on a daily basis. So that's my number one. But the top three that I wear consistently, I also wear the boxers and the T-shirt. So those three you'll yeah. find me wearing uh, pretty pretty consistently. Nice. So one thing that I like about, well, okay, what I imagine I like about, not imagine like, I don't know how to say this right. One thing that I guess I admire about you is that your business is built around making other people money. If you think about it, because you're selling blanks that are going to get resold. I know you guys do direct, like you offer like custom services, of course. But like it, like selling blanks, you guys sell stuff that makes other people money. That's one of the things that I like about working here at Heat Press Nation. Yeah. Because like, yes, we do. Some people just heat press for fun. Most people heat press for money. True. And so it's it's. I think it's kind of cool because for every dollar that we make, somebody's making two. Yeah. And so I think I think that's really cool. Have you ever thought about like, like man, like my socks are putting food on people's tables. Like, does is that like a point of kind of kind of like a point of pride for you? Like, does it, I don't know. Yeah, I really felt that around COVID mm -hmm. because we came out with the, we were one of the first movers for sublimation blank face masks. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, our social media, especially our Facebook group, Sublimation with Silky Socks, really blew up during like 2020, 2021 era. And a lot of people hit me up the year after saying like, hey, thank you for supplying us with something we can sell during COVID and stay busy yeah. with. Then they pivoted to socks and they continued to sell a lot of socks and and even someone's told me like thank you for entertaining me and keeping me busy during yeah <laughs> like thank you for showing up here on your on your group and and doing lives and and you kept us entertained when we couldn't go anywhere and by entertained i i, I mean I, I wouldn't sing and dance for them but i would <laughs> i'd show off the behind the scenes product development yeah and oh well I, you're definitely the face and, of the silky sock social media yeah, for sure and then i would post what i'm working on and and then I'd post how-to videos and I'd jump on live and make stuff with them. Mm -hmm. And that was enough for them to be like, dude, we want to we wanna make money with you. We want to use your product. We want to, like, the, your passion is there behind it. We want to feel that. And I that's when I really felt this business-to-business -business thing is actually really cool. Yeah. Because before I used to think, like, dang, I want to build a brand that's direct-to-consumer, that that is where the fun is. Mm -hmm. And then serving business to business clients where they use the product, resell it, and they come to you for tutorials and advice and even motivation. That that's where I really started to feel that and I was like, wow, this is actually dope. Yeah. Like this is better than the direct to consumer thing. You know, and now fast forward to 2023, we're 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 still pushing the business to business part hard, but we're also bringing a direct to consumer aspect into the content mm -hmm. where you can customize your own socks using the Silky Socks app. Mm -hmm. um, and we're doing that because of the, you know, the TikTok and Instagram content we put out that might reach anybody, you know? Yeah. So there's so much, the, a video could go viral and reach thousands or millions of people. So we want to have a presence there, but the cake and the, the, the main core business is still supplying sublimation printers with blanks that they can end up reselling. So... I enjoy that aspect a lot. If somebody has, let's just say they have like SG500 or, you know, just the A4 printer, right? <clears throat> this is the regular standard small size printer. And then they have a heat press, hopefully a heat press nation press. But right. They yeah. got, they got the A4 printer. They got the 15 by 15 inch heat press. What silky socks products do they need to be adding so they could start selling? Like, like what's going to make them money fast? 
Not not get rich quick. That sounded really get rich quick, okay. and I and I apologize. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. What I, what I mean to say is like, what silky socks products have you found to be just hey, you guys got to get on this. You guys got to get on. Yeah, number one would be the athletic socks. It's okay. it's such a comfortable product, and whoever wears it always is just like, wow, these are actually very comfy and nice yeah. and easy and soft and easy to wear, uh, and it's easy to print. Because once you yeah. load the jigs on there uh, and you're printing two socks, like a pair at once, your printable area is only about 8 by 10. So you can fit it on the nice. 15 by 15 very easily. The other product, I would say try the the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Now, you won't be able to get an all-over sub, but you can get a nice uh, square sub like I got on my shirt here. And you can do that on the white shirts or the black and white tee. Yeah. And, and then, like, I'm, like, and just... I know a lot of people, they, they think, oh, eight and a half by 11, that's too small for a t-shirt. This graphic is not even eight by 10. I think it's like eight wide by like six tall or something. Yeah. And I'm wearing, it's on a triple X t-shirt. There you go. On a triple X man. There you right go. Right here. So like, it's, it's just really quick to, to your point. Like, yes, even if you don't have the all over printer, you could for sure do some damage, make some money. Oh yeah. I think most a- graphics are going to be right around that 12 inch wide. Yeah. Or less, 8 to 12, you know, and it still looks real good. So yeah. a 15 by 15 press can get you a good coverage for for shirts with that chest print. Let's see what else. They can do headbands with us. They oh, can yeah, do, yeah. yeah. They can do, let's see here. Second. I know you have the infant socks, which I love. Oh, yeah. Cool. So they can do the infant socks. The the headbands the they can even do like underwear but just not an all over coverage so yeah. maybe you could throw a logo or like pattern on. it maybe yeah for those. pattern yeah. it with a white background something That's like cool. that and then once you're once you're ready to step up I do recommend maybe getting a sixteen by twenty or sixteen by twenty four yeah from Heat Press Nation yeah. of course <laughs> and uh, the sixteen by twenty four you can do an uh, up to an extra large boxer with one press nice so I like that yeah. a lot and we've seen that a lot on on your channel so yeah. it's like a lot of people ask because we so for the past I would say like two three months on our Facebook lives we were having the sixteen twenty four okay and we get the question a lot like what are you doing with something that big uh, and I'll tell them like and live you hear me say it I'll I'll be like you know there's these boxers that are super cool and you could hit them with one press and yeah you know uh, some of the longer socks like they do require like pretty big you know they have a pretty big yeah. imprint or if you you're doing do, the whole thing you can do two pairs of athletic on a sixteen by twenty four oh yeah. okay and you guys are one of the few companies to carry a 16 by 24 shape press i believe yeah and i do like that a lot so props to you guys for that yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh yeah i wanted to drop off some blanks to you guys that you guys can use in upcoming videos and stuff oh, like that. oh bring it on yeah. bro bring on all the <laughs> okay. blanks i I've gotta been, do that yeah i know you guys asked for those but I, I figured let me just hook you guys up with a little marketing pack yeah oh heck yeah i don't know if this is gonna make it on camera or on, on the episode or not but our sales team we've been doing a like We've been all getting super duper hands on with a lot with the all the different print process. So we're all we're kind of going through a retraining right now. Okay. Um, where we we all know the products. Like you can call us, you know, give us a call eight hundred two one five zero eight nine four. All right. Uh, you know, customers they can give us a call. We'll be able to like guide them through. Um, but what we've noticed is that, like over time, like some sometimes even me, like who I do this stuff all the time. I'm always heat pressing. I'm like, man, wait, I haven't sublimated a tumbler in a few months like how does it go again you know so to so to stay fresh the sales team we're all going through all the different products the white toner the sublimation like we're doing all of it 
Uh, and so up next for us is we're all taking our, our re-journey, our retraining through sublimation. So that would be dope. We're all making our own T-shirts and stuff to wear them ourselves. Because okay. I feel like that's, that's really how you know a product. And that's how I know you know your product because you're always wearing it. Because, yeah. like, it's when you wear it yourself and, you know, I don't know. Can you, would you encourage people, like, especially, like, sublimation uh, pressers to, like, wear their own stuff and make their own stuff? Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, wearing the what you make is super important. I was actually thinking about this this morning. I can't sell you something I don't believe in. And nor do I want yes. my employees to fake it and sell it if they don't like it. That's mm-hmm. not going to translate. Yeah. If you're putting out a video and it's you wearing it and enjoying it, now you feel good about it. Now that the messaging is more organic and they're yes. going to feel that, you know, and even if I'm, if I'm working with somebody who's doing my, my content for me or I want them to make something that they like too, or else yeah. it's not going to translate. If they're just doing it just to do it and put it out, something's going to get lost in that video and, and the passion's not going to be there. Yeah. Which sure. also leads to personal branding. So if you want to be a part of your company on a and have a relationship with your customers directly, a mm-hmm. great way to do that is make sure in some of your content you're you're in there. Yes, always. So even my friends know if I'm wearing a t-shirt, it's because I heat pressed it myself. Nice. Like I I totally agree with you on that. Where you got to believe mm-hmm. in it enough to yourself. Where it, why would I be selling heat pressed t-shirts if I'm not going to wear it? If I don't like it, why would I, you know, sell submission socks if I don't like some, I know I love them. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with you on that. Definitely. For definitely. sure. And yeah. You could tell Jared's the heat press man. He loves using his heat press. Yeah. And doing stuff. <laughs> so yeah. And then another thing about putting a touch of you in your content is, you know, I like to recommend, I know some people are shy and they want to just focus on the product, but my recommendation is maybe do it one out of three or one out of five videos Mm -hmm. meaning so you your face doesn't have to be in every post but if if, even if it's in one out of every five posts Mm -hmm. guess what when someone's scrolling through the timeline they see like oh there is a person behind this there is a dude or a girl or a a, a person behind this supporting this that that i can stand behind and man people support people it's crazy and they trust people they trust people rather than if anytime i see a timeline full of just Product, 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 and there's no face there. I don't know if that guy's located in, <laughs> in, in overseas and Asia or scam me or something. Yeah, you know, like I, 100%. I gotta trust that person that I'm working with. Yeah, you know? I like saying that. Like, if you can't be, and I've said this on our like, <clears throat> like our lives to our customers, like, if you can't be the cheapest shop in town, that's fine. Be the nicest one. Mm. Uh, be be the fastest one. Keep that's keep good. some blanks on hand. Yeah, you know, because people, like you said, people like people. And I found I have customers that they keep coming back to me because nicer than the guy down the street. They like, like you. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, who wants to like who wants to have a terrible experience every time you have to order some doggone T-shirts? Like nobody yeah. wants that. Yeah. And I'm trying to even still I'm trying to improve my storytelling. Yeah. So one thing I did this morning was for our next email blast that goes out. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been doing this for the last few months or or years or what. But now I put in a, a nice long uh, one or two paragraph story of how that blank was developed. So our next email is, for example, promoting the boxers and underwear because we're running a special on that product. And I told the story of how I developed that blank underwear, and that's going in the email as a written form. So just storytelling, personal experiences help help improve. Yeah, I mean, I see the community you've built with Silky Socks, and I I think that, that, like, how you do that, how you're a part of the brand, and 
I think it has a lot to do with the the tightness of the community. Like the fate you get the Facebook group, you have like the social media following, and I really admire the community that you've built around Silky Sock. Like I, I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's fun, man. Just uh you know, and, and things are always changing. So now we're navigating with new ways to make content. So it's a daily thing, like daily putting out content on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube with YouTube shorts. Do you ever feel like like running social media is like a, a second job in itself? Yeah, I, I it definitely is. But it's also empowering too. Yeah. So I try to look at it positively like, dang, I have this opportunity to share my message on five different platforms every day with potentially thousands of people. So by doing taking that approach, it helps me have the energy to do it. Because if I take the approach like, Oh, I gotta do this Such damn post today. <laughs> I got no energy. Oh, bro. that's I got no energy. If I do yeah, that. yeah, you're so right. Because I gotta of, empower myself. Yeah, a lot of people I feel like they see it, and even me like that sometimes. Like, oh, gotta make a post about it. No, but you're right. Having a different perspective can really like influence the content. I feel like too. So, yeah. would you say social media has been like a core element to the to the success of Silky Socks? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because even before you invited me on this podcast, you're checking me out on Instagram. You're seeing yeah. <laughs> me on YouTube. If I wasn't putting out those pieces of content, you'd probably hear about me once or twice through word of mouth over the course of five years. But how long, how far does that go? You might see right. me at a trade show once oh, that's a year. So true. Yeah. You might see me at a trade show once a year, but to keep the relationship going, little bit of bits and pieces of social media exposure it means everything that's so good for do you think for businesses that aren't prioritizing social media like what do you think about that like what advice would you give them find a way to share a little bit of your week mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be so exhausting but it could that you're like feeling overwhelmed but Share two bits of your week, and that's two posts a day. I mean, two posts a week. Yeah. Maybe that's a way. I do it on a daily basis. I'm doing two or three posts a day. Yeah. But I could see how that's a little exhausting. So give yourself a little grace and just find a way to share a little bit of your week, post it, and see what happens. Nice. Now, there's something that I do want to bring up. Um, it's so sublimation versus DT. It's the big convo, man. It's the, it's, and I know that because we get a lot of calls about it. Mm, really? Is sublimation DTF? What's the, What's like, what, what, are your th what are your thoughts on that, man? DTF, I'm not going to knock on it. It's a nice, it's a great, I love how versatile it is and you can mm. use it on, press it on bags and jackets and all colors of hoodies and, and everything like that. But I don't think it's here to replace sublimation. No, not at all. Because I love the feel of sublimation. Like uh, I did a big graphic on, on, on a couple of DTF shirts. I had a, a, a friend of mine make them for me. And as I was wearing them, it just, I didn't love the feel of it. Mm -hmm. It was a large graphic, you know? So I was like, yeah. dang, I, it just, the, the material, something about it was off. Yeah. But then when I threw on my silky shirt with a big all over dye sub, I was like, wow. This feels, this is embedded into the fabric. Yeah. So I almost feel like sublimation might be a slight premium and DTF will be the cheaper. It might go that route where if you yeah. want, if you want an all over dye sub shirt, you're probably paying retail like 40 bucks. Yeah. If you want a partially sublimation printed shirt on a good quality shirt, you might pay 25. And if you want a DTF, you might pay 20. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's actually pretty solid breakdown. Yeah. Um, I I feel like for me, this is actually probably the biggest thing I would. This is not DTF. This is uh, Supercolor. Oh, nice. Huge fan. Yeah. I know. I know you like them too. Shout out to Supercolor. Yeah. Um. So this is probably the biggest thing I would put on the chest, whether it be Supercolor, DTF, uh, even vinyl. This is probably the biggest it would mm. get for me. Your graphic is a little, I've noticed it's a little bit bigger. I yeah. would guess you're probably at like a 12 by like 13 or something like that. Something like Somewhere that, around yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I would never do that mm. <laughs> with anything but sublimation. Okay. Like, and then that shirt, like I'm looking at it and like, there's not a lot of opportunity to, cause you know, with and then like with like white toner, you can kind of like color delete mm. or like do a color knockout to like, if it's going on a black shirt, you knock out the black, right? Break it up a little bit. But for some graphics, especially like what you're wearing, like there's not a lot of opportunity to do that, especially when you have photo quality. For photos in DTF, like you have to print out the solid block, and it's mm. like, oh, that could get heavy. Yeah, that might yeah. feel kind of some kind of rough or whatnot. Yeah. Heavy. We yeah. had um, uh, we had Chris from uh, Forever Transfers, right? The white white toner uh, transfers. I like what he said. He said that it's a preference, not a prejudice. So yeah, if you prefer certain things, like if you like your DTF printer, like go for it. Like we're like you said, we're not gonna knock it, but I don't think I have yet to find something that's gonna replace sublimation. Mm. Like in all with all the technology, all these huge companies putting their millions and millions of dollars into R and D, like no one's beating sublimation. Yeah, that's that's empowering and that's great to think about because you know I'm also like I'm so locked into sublimation. All my eggs are in sublimation, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. come on, sublimation. <laughs> But it's good to hear that. I mean, now do you think DTF is gonna potentially replace DTG, or do you think the quality difference in D- isn't enough where DTG is here to stay too? I think DTG is here to stay. I know a lot of I. I think what DTF is has been doing is kind of lowering the level the barrier the, to the, entry. Yes, that word <laughs> mm, has been lowering the barrier to entry for people getting like full color graphics on like black cotton. Yeah. Um, so now any dude with a heat press can just buy transfers and join right, the game. Hey, right. But like more power to heat press nation. <laughs> there we go. We sound more <laughs> heat presses either way. Um, but I mean like the, the one thing that like I think is still not there. And you, again, you still can't beat sublimation because sublimation, even if I want huge prints, it's, it's a $1,500 printer, which is not yeah. that crazy. If you want gigantic prints on DTF, you're, you're talking, you're going in like three, four, six grand. Yeah. You know? So to me, sublimation, like, all, all things considered, it's really hard to be. Yeah. I, it's not, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. That's for sure. Definitely. No, I can, I can see this future of sublimation being, sort of a premium. That if you want great all over print socks, yeah, underwear, all over print shirts, you got to go sublimation. Oh, and for then sure. For the partial prints, uh, maybe the sublimation print lovers that love the that love the process. Mm-hmm. And that love the the feel of it's embedded into the fabric. They'll continue to push that to their clientele. Yeah. So you'll see sublimation stay there, but I could see it not being a presence on the cheaper side. Like, yeah. If and someone the, wants a ten, fifteen dollar shirt, you you're kind of limited. You can't really sub that. Yeah. And my, and, and, and my that, blanks alone cost seven to eight bucks for good yeah. quality. Yeah. And that's blank. hard to do, even with screen printing. No, one's, no, nobody's screen printing stuff for. For the eight dollar screen printer shirt is dead. It's dead. Huh? It's dead for sure. Yeah, nobody's going that cheap anymore. Even if you are buying a hundred, two hundred pieces, mm. nobody's getting you an eight dollar shirt anymore. Uh, but re- really quick, just to rewind a second, I love what you said because it's more than just a t shirt. When it comes to the socks and underwear, bro, I would never. I would die before I wear DTF 
underwear. <laughs> do not try. Like scratchy. Do, <laughs> do not try to get me a pair of DTF customized under. There's certain things that you just, you cannot, I cannot fathom anything but sublimation on under. Like it's just, it's just not happening. Definitely. Even screen print, because even the best screen print is going to have a little bit of thickness and weight to it. I don't want that on my underwear. Like yeah. I, and like there's other, like there's other things that you, that you carry, like, the stretch of like the armbands, right? And then the, uh, what do you call the ones that go on the elbow? The so we got the arm sleeves for the elbow. Arm sleeves. Okay, then, right. No, then, then the new one. Then yeah, knee sleeves, and leg sleeves, and and calf sleeves. For so. for athletes, I none of nobody's wanting to yeah, put like anything heavy. It has athlete. to be sublimation. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So oh, I absolutely, I absolutely dig that. Yeah, sublimation, dude. Everybody, everybody I've heard who says, oh, DTF is the, this killer. It's the, that killer. It's not killing anything, yeah. dude. It's, it's a great option. It's not killing anything. Yeah. And then of course with the industry, some of these technologies have been around for 50 years. Yeah. Even screen printing and sublimation, believe it or not, been around that long. So it just evolves and each kind of niche find its, finds its place, you know? Yeah. So. Dude, well, I've been absolutely loving this conversation, but I got to know what, what's the future of Silky Socks? What's the future of Donish? You've been on a really steady like growth track. I feel like since I've met you, Silky Socks was popping back then. Silky Socks is popping even more now. It's like what's on the horizon, man? Yeah, I mean, to continue to innovate with some more sublimation blank products, that's on the move. Nice. So we're looking to, for example, with the T-shirts, we got we're gonna make some smaller sizes like a toddler's shirt line. Yes. Might get into the long sleeve shirts. And uh, looking into fleece as well, a couple of sublimation hoodies. Okay, and, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. So those are in the sampling phase right now. So to continue to release new products for the sublimation print industry, but just not doing it like erratically, like going 100 right. miles an hour, just kind of like methodically taking my time, you know. And then for, so yeah, continue to see blanks from Silky Socks as your, your go-to and we're continuing to innovate there. And then for me personally, Danish, just continue to share my story on social media and build out this company uh, as best I can and kind of navigate through the changes of, you know, 2023, the economy and this and that, just kind of being patient and steady through some, uh, some of that. For sure. But the goal is to just to continue to build the business and share as I go. Yeah. By sharing as I go, a little bit of my thoughts, my motivation, even some of my behind the scenes life at home with my kids and not a ton of that, but some of that just yeah. so they get a taste of who Donish is. That's kind of my approach to try to build like my personal brand as well as the company brand at the same time. Yeah. So. And I got to say like in you sharing that, I know me as an entrepreneur, like I'm encouraged by it. And so I know for sure there's thousands of people out there who are taking a bit of your story and being like, Hey, I could do that. Yeah. Like I can grow my business too. So I absolutely That's love awesome. it, man. If, if people are wanting to know where can they get that sick t-shirt you're wearing, where can <laughs> they get your dope socks? Like yes, where can people find uh, these awesome silky socks products? Absolutely. You guys know you can go to www.silkysocks.com. You can get all the blanks you need. You can even customize your own shirts and socks there and follow us at silky socks on all platforms and follow myself at Donish K on all platforms, and we'll see you there. I'm excited. Sick. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming, uh, for being our guest here. Yeah. Uh, this has been Customizing <laughs> Culture. Uh, I'm your host, Jared Barbosa. Very excited uh, to have had our special guest, Donish Kasamali from Silky Socks, here today. Thank you for having me. For sure. We'll see you, everybody. See you.